Welcome back to our Wave Church Prayer and Fasting 21-Day Devotional Podcast. We are on day 19. It's Friday, y'all. I hope you guys have enjoyed this journey. You're in the home stretch of your prayer and fasting. Some of you may have fasted all 21 days. I will be honest and admit I did not fast all 21 days, but I did take a period of time to fast during this. Um, but hopefully some of you were more spiritual than I and maybe tried to tackle all 21 days. But I'm joined today by Jess Beckham. We get to hear today from a parent's perspective. We've heard from youth leaders. We've heard from our youth pastors uh, talking about this next generation. And we have the honor and privilege today to hear from a parent's perspective. So thanks for joining us, Jess. Thank you for having me. So when you saw this verse today, um, the Isaiah 41, 10, I'll go ahead and read it out for people. Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What that kind of say to you and speak to you? Um, for me, you know, as a mom, just praying for my boys, you know, every night, laying hands on them and praying for boldness. I always pray um, to give them wisdom and understanding, but also that they won't be fearful, that they will be bold in their schools, that they'll talk to other people about Jesus. Um, when I was a young person, we had prayer around the tree and it would be maybe three people that would go, but I think prayer around the tree, like yeah. at school. Yes. Okay. Um, but I think it was also a catalyst for me because it just showed me not to be fearful, even though there was only a few people, um, to just be bold with our faith and, and just stand there before school even started to just declare in faith that it was going to be a great day and that God was going to use us and speak in and through us to our friends. And so that's really what I pray for my boys as well. Um, and, you know, for my brother, when he did a Bible prayer in his school or a Bible club in his school, um, my boys seeing that example also helped them and led them to want to do that when they go to high school, too. So I think having those examples around the kids, too, is um, kind of a catalyst for change for them as well. When you hear uh, the words fear not, um, what's it mean to you? Um, sometimes it's easier said than done. Um, I was talking to my youngest about like he has just it, an obvious musical gifting and for him he's like okay one day I want to play piano at church but I'm so scared because there's so many people and sometimes I just remind him that you can just do it afraid it's okay to um, just continue even in that boldness even if you are afraid and even if you have an example as a parent of when you let fear hold you back just letting them know, like, for years, I let fear hold me back. I was scared to join choir because I didn't want people to see me. Um, and, and then you were out there this regretted it. <laughs> recently doing a little Christmas, yeah. you know, back at Christmas time, you did kind of a little solo performance yeah. there. Yeah. So. But then I regret so many years letting that hold me back when I had it in me. I could have just done it afraid. So I think it's just a reminder, even in our weakness, reminding our kids it's okay to do it afraid. Just be bold with your faith and um, just speak openly and just let the Holy Spirit use you. I like that phrase, do it afraid. Um, you know, I think that's a good mantra. And have, do you guys do things as a family devotions or prayer times or just prayer around a dinner table? We do actually. And it's something I really learned from my dad. He used to call it excite a study. And there was nothing about it that made me excited <laughs> to memorize scriptures and do family devotions. But now I look back and I'm like, those are the scriptures that are now embedded in my spirit. And those are the ones I'll speak out when, you know, when you do hit, 
you know, some kind of trial or, you know, spiritual warfare. Those are the same scriptures that will come out of me. So I think family devotions is so, so important. Um, Recently, I was talking with my oldest and asking him, like, what can I do to be a better mom for you? And he said, I want family devotions all the time. And I thought that is so neat because it's something that is so easy to think, oh, the kids probably get bored with this again, but they're really craving it, and it's really going to help them in the future. They'll have those scriptures to rely on when they are facing a trial, when they are facing some kind of spiritual warfare. They're going to remember those scriptures that you had them memorize as a parent, and it just, it'll help them in their life. Yeah, I got to admit, that's probably one area I've lacked in, even with my own family, as far as devotional time, and everybody's going to look different in how they do things with their kids, and Uh, Fortunately, we have a great youth ministry to help pick up the slack where I failed (laughs) as a parent. But um, catch you off guard. Um, You mentioned memorized verses and not that we have favorite verses. But what's your like favorite verse? Go to verse. um, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. Second Timothy one seven. That's one. And that's one I just memorized as a little girl. That was one of my favorite scriptures. And I think that also helped me as an adult anytime I'm facing something that you know where my mind's going crazy and I have to just retrain my thinking that's one of the scriptures I'll go to as a daily reminder for me I love it now when you said you know do it afraid how do you balance kind of letting your kids fail Mm -hmm. um, even if they're doing it afraid and kind of protecting them from failure um I know I'm catching you off guard with with that one (laughs) Um, I think just letting them try, like trial and error. If there is something that, you know, you may not see as their particular gifting, the world's going to bring them down anyway. But if we're their biggest cheerleaders, that's just going to help them through because the world's just waiting (laughs) to bring them down, unfortunately. Um, And there's nothing the enemy would love more for them to just stall in fear. But um, us lifting them up, us encouraging them, you know, if they are having a tough moment or a tough go of it, just being there for them and holding their hand is going to speak volumes to them anyway. So I'm going to deviate a little further. So not to try to catch you off guard, but at the tail end of that verse, it says, you know, he'll uplift you with his righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. So, um, and sort of the anthropomorphic sense of God, it's a human attribute that he has in a right sitting at the right hand always represents sort of a place of honor or it used to. But in a society that seems to cheapen honor, how do you cultivate that with your kids? Honoring parents, honoring school administrators, honoring youth pastors. I mean, their youth pastors, their uncle as well. But yeah. Uh, so, but how do you sort of cultivate that with them? Um, I always remind them too. Caleb is their youth pastor as well, so to honor him in that regard. But um, one thing that my dad used to tell me that I tell my boys now is. If we don't honor the authority that we can see, then how do we honor God who we can't see? Um, Always making sure that's a priority. You know, your parents, your teachers, whether you agree or you don't agree with something your teacher says, honor and love and respect them. Um, And I think that's just going to show them um, how to honor God even more. Because if we don't honor the authority in front of us, it's almost impossible to honor God. I love that. What does honoring God mean to you or look like to you? Um you know, just being, doing the best with what I have in my hands, um, honoring, respecting the authorities that he's put in my life, um, you know, going to church, making sure we put community first, um, community groups is so pivotal. That's one way to honor God and honor God with your giftings, you know, whatever you do have, if you are doing it afraid, um, 
just being obedient to his will and his word and, um, you know, keeping God, life, church, and, and family first. You know, I, I love the simplicity uh, of what a faith life can look like because you boiled it down to two very kind of pra- practical and simple steps. Do it afraid and honoring God with what's in your hand. And I think sometimes we get caught up that it has to be this big moment or it, we have to gather our family and do a devotional or we have to make sure um, they're following rules and procedures. And, and it, it's really not doesn't boil down to that. It mm-hmm. boils down to really kind of those two simple things. And even the verse in, in Micah that I think it says, uh, at walk humbly, act justly and love mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah 6, 8, somewhere around there that talks about it. And it really boils down a Christian walk to a simple paradigm that's easy to grasp for mm-hmm. both parents, both kids. Like, hey, let's not make this bigger than it is, but let's do what God's given us. Yes. Let's do what God's put in our hand. And I think that, can equip them for boldness Yes, that can equip them to know I've been given this tool set. I've been given this. My parents have invested in me. My youth leaders have invested in me Mm -hmm. and that gives them the confidence and the boldness to go out and and share with their friends, which is unnerving at best for a teenager. I know when I was a teenager, uh, I encountered God right before my senior year, but I grew up in church. I was not real bold. I probably sit more on the introverted side of the scale with things. And so just going out and saying, Hey, you want to go to church? Not really my, my thing back in the day, but the confidence I had in watching my parents walk it out, the confidence I had in seeing them and the confidence the youth leaders put it in me allowed me to be bold. Yes. And I think uh, boldness is key to everything we do. Can you pray for the parents listening, the, mm-hmm. the young people listening, uh, for everyone, uh, adults across the spectrum for a boldness in their life yes. to, to live out what God has put in their hand and even if they have to do it afraid? Yes. Um, Father God, we just pray for every parent. God, we thank you that you've equipped them. Of all the parents in the world, God, you set them apart for their children, Jesus. And for the kids, God, I just pray for them and lift them up too, Father God. Let them have boldness, Jesus. And we just don't let anyone despise them for their age. We just thank you that you're going to do mighty things in and through them, Father. In their schools, God, they'll just be a shining light, like a city on a hill, Father. So I just thank you for every parent that's listening, Lord. I just pray protection over them and their families, Father. And I just pray that each family represented Jesus, that you just do a mighty work in them and a mighty work in their children, God, and that you bless them all the days of their life, Father. I thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, we hope you've been enjoying this podcast that couples alongside the devotional and the journal and gives you some things to highlight, to reflect on, to pray about. I think it's been a fantastic journey and it was great to hear from Jess Beckham this morning or today, whenever you're listening to the podcast, uh, and just hear from a parent's perspective about cultivating boldness in the young person's life. And we're excited to, we're almost there. We're day 20 tomorrow with Travis Sherrod. And so we'll see you on the podcast then.